One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Piers Morgan, Uncensored, in Kiev, Ukraine. Tonight, I sit down for a one-on-one -on -one interview with the two Klitschko brothers, both former world heavyweight boxing champions now engaged in the fight of their lives to save their country. Good evening, I'm Piers Morgan in Kyiv, Ukraine. And tonight I speak to two people who perhaps best exemplify the spirit, the fighting spirit of the people of Ukraine. Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko, both former world heavyweight boxing champions, two of the greatest fighters the world has seen, but they're now involved in a fight for their lives. Vitaly is the mayor of this city, Kyiv, and he's been leading the resistance here a resistance which managed to repel the Russians when they first invaded. His brother, Vladimir, has been on the front line, fighting for his country. They're extraordinary people, but you meet so many extraordinary people here in Kyiv. They all have that same spirit. They all want to drive out the Russians. They all want to win this war for their country, for freedom and democracy. And when you walk around Kyiv, you get a real sense of what they're fighting for. This is like any other great European democratic city. People walking around, enjoying restaurants, bars, cafes, great iconic monuments, art galleries, and so on. You could be in Paris, you could be in Rome, you could be in London. The difference is that right now, this is a city under threat. Just a few weeks ago, an apartment block was struck by cruise missiles fired by the Russians from the Caspian Sea, perhaps over a thousand miles away. It killed some people, it wounded some people. And of course, what that does is it makes the people of Kyiv feel tense, feel stressful, feel that perhaps the next time they hear an air raid siren, which go off two or three times a day, then it may be a missile heading for their apartment. So this is no normal city and these are no normal people. But tonight I sit down with the Klitschko brothers and it was one of the most heart-rending and powerful interviews I think I've ever done. Vladimir, Vitaly, thank you so much to both of you for seeing me today. It's a great honour to come to Kyiv in Ukraine and to see you both here. How tough have the last few months been for both of you? Right now already 150 days. I have a feeling it's one long, long, long day. Non-stop. Challenges. The rescue, help to the people, saving their lives. Take me back to the day 
that Russia invaded. Did you think, either of you, that this would happen? Definitely we have information from, uh, uh, from some sources. It's happened. The Russians prepare, but we hope it's not happens. We can't realize it's, it's possible. It's actually uh, doesn't accept normal uh, it's nobody can tell in modern time it's possible to kill the people in value values of uh, the price of human lives is nothing what's extraordinary but I mean is when you come to Kyiv today, it seems like a perfectly normal European democratic city with people going about their life. And yet just a few months ago, the Russians were trying to get into Kyiv and take it. Do you remember that, those first few days? I, first of all, I want to say thank you, Mr. Morgan, that you came here, because um, not everyone makes this decision understanding you have to take in account that um, that might be your last trip. You are not safe when you are on the Ukrainian soil due to Russian invasion. Even though they are in the south and the east, Russian military forces and the fights are going on. But just recently, like yesterday, we could hear the sounds of artillery explosions, see the death, see the destruction, see buildings, residential buildings, residential buildings on fire, civilians, children, teenagers, tortured, dead. They've been on the ground for at least 10 days. You could, you could see it. Those bodies were laying there for a long time. And it's just something that cannot possibly be accepted in, in your mind because um, speaking of myself, I've never been in the war. I never saw so, so many dead people at once. Mm. And then it just, it just um, makes you feel you are having a bad dream. When and that what? dream takes a long time, even though as my brother just said, it's like one, one, one very long day because there's like so many things are happening and, um, and having current life in a city that seems like, like normal-ish, yeah. um, so normal you cannot call because you see the barricades and you see that um, more military presence and you see the certain energy and the vibe yes. in people. And just recently, the city was empty. The city that was filled up with 5 million people before the war, all of a sudden was empty in March, beginning of March. Empty. No cars, no people, no life. And three weeks ago, Vitaly, Kyiv was attacked again with long-range missiles fired by the Russians at the city. This could happen at any moment, I presume. Nobody's safe in... Uh no safety feeling for anyone in Ukrainian territory. Any second, 
Any minute, Russian rockets can land it in any buildings, in kill everyone. No guarantee. And uh, that's why it's risky. <clears throat> but uh, we talking about that many times. We see how many civilians has died, is that in in uh, killed uh, in this period of time. And uh, Russian explanation is special operation against uh, military forces is liar. We know it's just in our uh, city destroyed more than 600 buildings, 220 apartment buildings. We know its whole city, Mariupol, destroyed. Mm. Severodonetsk, uh, Kharkiv, Chernigiv, Bucha, Erpeng, Gostomel, and other cities is totally destroyed. You, I know you went to Bucha, Vladimir, didn't you? Both of us. You I both mean, went. Yeah. And the scenes that you found in Bucha were horrifying. It, it just, it, it cannot anyhow possibly... Um, your mind cannot really kind of, you know, work through this because it's just unhuman. For those who've never um, been in a war, what did you see? What did you see in, in, in Bucha? I, I can tell you, those images are horrifying. Uh, you see flattened car and with sign on it, children flattened. You see bodies in that car, flattened by the tank. You see uh, people that were um, on their knee with hands tied behind their back, teenagers, teenagers. I don't know how young they were. Um, shot in the head, executed. Um, you see bodies all over the place, between the houses, on the streets, uh, in underground of the houses, everywhere. Um, it, it's just like enormous amount of death that was silent, but it's also shocking with the destruction that um, that was all around all around the city of Kiev. Vitaly, you were there too. Uh, I want to tell to exactly what uh, tell right now Vladimir. This war has sense from Russian side. They need Ukrainian territory, mm. but they don't need the population, Ukrainian population. They don't care how many they kill, and uh, they want to kill everyone. They want to occupy territory, and they want to kill the people. Unguilty, it's children, women. We was in Bucha, so I never forget uh, these images, these uh, streets with bodies. Uh, old women, grandma, 70 years, uh, more than 70 years old, shoot, killed, children. Teenager. What kind of people do this? No explanation. And just one explanation. It's not the it's, it's not the war. It's genocide. Yes. And I believe that uh, it's clearly um, understandable why this war is going the way it's going. Mm. Um, I think it's um, certain rewriting the history, whatever the history is, rewriting the history that. Um, the capital of entire former Russia and all the uh, countries together with starting Kievska Rus, 1,500 years of the history of the city, 
um, and rewriting that um, it's not Russia won the Second World War, but Soviet Union with allies as England and the United States. And it's just, in a certain way, it's rewriting that this is our territory. That's how Russians call our Crimea, Peninsula Crimea. This is our territory. But what does it mean our? I mean, literally, they need Ukraine, but not the Ukrainians. And you could tell that. We're just like in the way of, uh, of the truth. And now it's so obvious. The longer this war is going, the more clear it's going to be for the world. That is so insane to do something in 2022. Insane. Mm -hmm. Because I would say in a certain way, you possibly could rewrite the history if it was like 100 years ago. You cannot do it right now. There's a certain way it's a blockchain, thankfully to globalization. You cannot just delete and erase the history in one part because it's always going to pop up. Too much has been noted, too much has been seen, and also learned, even though the free world is still making mistakes, in my opinion. Just letting Russia do what they've done before because there's complete dependence on energy. And that's why silence, mm -hmm. stepping back, Malaysian flight was shot, okay, maybe later on we will um, exactly see how that happens, where the rocket came from. Um, annexation of Peninsula Crimea, that's all right. Uh, with the rest, um, Lugansk and Donetsk, that's all right. So, was it's, been, it? it's been coming but a it, long time. But no consequences. Sanctions, verbally, consequences if Russia will invade Ukraine, verbally in the beginning. I mean, I had a feeling the free world was just watching and observing, like, okay, three days, that's what <laughs> did. Uh, the buzz is out there, the three days, and Ukraine is going to fail. It will end up not well for Russia and Russian propaganda. You cannot hide the truth for too long. Uncensored next, the Klitschko is talk about life growing up in the Soviet Union and how they learn to love America. There will be people watching this who maybe only know you two from your boxing careers. You were two world heavyweight champions, uniquely uh, these fighting brothers who conquered the world. Vitaly, you never got knocked down in your entire professional career. You're now facing both of you the fight of your life. You're the mayor of Kyiv, this capital city. The Russians have already tried to attack it once. I'm sure they'll probably try again. You've been actually fighting with the reservists here. Is this the biggest fight of your lives for both of you? I would say, you know, I, I'm not going to put it, I, I wouldn't put it on, on uh, the, so speak, blanket, you know, on, on, on us. It's, um, it's us, in this case, Ukrainians. Yes. And we, we all do um, someone in the front, uh, literally right now, and um, someone give up their life. And uh, um, there are different fronts. There are many fronts. Mm -hmm. And to run the city uh, during this war times, I don't want to say challenging times, war times. Uh, it is, it is uh, complicated as well as everything else in the country. And it's us. And it's us, not to forget, not just us Ukrainians, us Europeans, mm -hmm. us so-called free world, 
us against the evil, evil decision to invade Ukraine, not just invade um, with new technologies and uh, invade for creation, but destruction that was done on 22nd of, uh, 24th of February. But Vitaly, that, that day they invaded uh, and over the next few days, I know that you were struck by the fact that Ukrainian people, rather than all wanting to run away, the men came to you, older men in the street, and asked you, give me a gun, let me fight for my country. I found that very powerful. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very proud to be Ukrainian because uh, the Russians attack, destroy the uh, cities, and they expect the people will be in panic, the people will be depressed. Instead them, the people angry and will. Have a huge will to defend our city, our homes, our families. And, demo and democracy and freedom, right? They, I mean, it's wider than just Ukraine. You're fighting as a country for your own lives, which you're fighting for, for global democracy. The reason of this senseless war is everyone has to clearly understand mm. the reason of invasion to Ukraine, to occupy Ukraine, our wish to be the part of European family to build modern European country. The Russians never accept our wish, and Putin want to rebuild Russian and Soviet empire. Everyone have to clearly understand that. Yes. The reason of this senseless war. And we was in USSR, and we see our future as part of European family, as democratic, free country, Ukraine. And we're fighting right now for the future for our country, for our children. We don't want to live in the country where there's no human rights, no press of freedom, no democratic values, where it's dictator, authoritarianism. We was in the USSR and we don't want back to USSR. Point. When you were younger, your father was a communist. He was also a Soviet uh, pilot. And he, he loved Leonard Brezhnev, the, the leader of uh, the Soviets at the time. We everybody loved him. Of course. And I know that when, when he died, you've said that you cried for weeks when Leonard Brezhnev died. Yes, true. Because your family was so brought up to believe that this man was, was so magnificent. But then an interesting thing happened, I think, Vitaly, for you, where you went to America in your late teens and you discovered that all the propaganda about America and the West wasn't what you found. Tell me about that. Uh, we grew up in the Soviet Union and propaganda worked so, uh, so much. Every, uh, in, uh, every uh, in, in the school we have uh, every week a couple of lessons about the uh, political lessons. We call that political lessons. We explain about bad um, uh, United States, uh, bad... Um, uh, Europe uh, bad uh, the system and uh, what they want to do it with us. They want the Americans, the uh, whole world want to attack us and want to make the slaves from every one of us. Mm -hmm. And we truly believe that from ch uh, from child 
we uh, the system make uh, brainwashing for every one of us and uh, yes of course I was a small child Brezhnev died and the Brezhnev was symbol of our country and uh, I I small I was nine years old and I think is is it is it nobody protect us anymore and right now the Americans came I, I was shocked and not just me millions of people yes. in Russia because we was zombed from propaganda. Right now, exactly the same way... Well, I'm, I'm going to come to the parallel with now, but when you went to America, I think you were 18, what did you discover? Uh, uh, thanks, uh, Perestroika came and they have a chance as sportsman. As sportsman to, f uh, to fly to the United States, I was uh, 18 years old. Uh, I was really surprised. It's every, everything is, is a liar. I came back to, to Ukraine, uh, I told to uh, our father, father was communist, he truly believed in this yeah. system, and told father, everything, what, what, what we listen, it's sorry, it's bull****, it's good people, it's good gas friendly people, it's a good country, it's, they have so many products, they have uh, hundred types of, of uh, cheese, it, for us, it's, uh, yes, of course, it's, it's something. We have just one cheese, one. Uh, you know what? Is we have we grown up in uh, in system where uh, we doesn't ha doesn't have so much uh, mm -hmm. choice. And uh, but did your father believe you? And father, father told, listen, the Americans make one beautiful city, especially. To make a propaganda, it's everyone come and see how beautiful America. America is horrible. Please don't uh, pay attention for that. They try to use you personally as as uh, propaganda instrument because you explain to everyone the America is uh, and then beautiful. You, then you took your father to America. Uh, many many years later. Uh, I had a chance, uh, we have actually uh, working uh, with HBO in the United States, boxing there. I bring my father, we bring our father to the United States and uh, remind him, are you remember we talking about that? And father told, sorry guys, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, expect, uh, expect uh, if we actually, everyone was uh, zumped from, uh, the system. But he was a victim, your father, in a way, of the propaganda machine. And now we see the same propaganda, Vladimir, in Russia with Putin. 70% of Russians genuinely believe he is fighting a just war against Nazis and fascists in Ukraine, you know, oppressing Russian-speaking people who must be saved. It's the same kind of mentality, brainwashing the people to believe a complete lie. I believe back in the Soviet times it was easier to hide the truth. Now it's more complicated due to globalism and internet and different sources where people can get true information mm. and make their own choice. And uh, it, is, it is complicated and complex, but we've seen that um, for over a decade um, the system for propaganda in Russia was well prepared and worked well, not just in Russia, but not to forget also in the rest of the world. because. Russian-sponsored, state-sponsored media is still, is still, even now, um, transmitting the messages, the news uh, in Switzerland, for instance. 
I was in shock when uh, we were in Davos, on Davos Economic Conference, where uh, I was at the hotel and I turned on TV and I see city of Mariupol explained by the Russian uh, media, um, state-sponsored media, that Ukrainians destroyed the city. I mean, so this you is know, sick and sick lies. It, it it's it is it is, and um, even though uh, they've been successful with that, but it will end up not well for Russia mm-hmm. and Russian propaganda. You cannot hide the truth for too long. You can't, and it's just a matter of time. I just wish this time is going to not last for too long, so yeah. not too, many, too much of destruction is going to be done, not too many people going to be taken. The simplest thing you can do, die for a country. You know what's most complicated? Live for your country. That means fight yeah. for life. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. talk about one of the most heart-rending and shocking atrocities of this entire war so far. Vitaly, um, you're a major target for the Russians and they were trying to find you and kill you early on. We know from your sporting career as a heavyweight champion, you, you don't stand back, you don't fear other human beings. But was there a moment in the early days where you feared for your life and do you still fear for your life? Uh, listen... Uh, everyone, every Ukrainian, Ukrainians was target. Mm. Everyone who support Ukraine, who support uh, the, our wish to be the European uh, country, who want to build democracy, is a target. Was a target and still the target of Russians. You're, you sent your family away, your wife and your three children. They've gone away to another uh, part, of, a safer part of the country. Uh, yeah, we sent the rest of our family to safe place. When uh, did you last see them? A uh, long time ago, six months ago. You haven't seen your family for six months? Yes, thank you to for technology. We make video conference. We're talking every day. No, but you have but three children. You haven't been able to hug during a war, right? I mean, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough, but... Uh, Big part of my family yeah. is Vladimir is here, uh, watching my back. Yeah, I mean, if, if he needs a hug, I'm giving him. He's uh, <laughs> fine, or the other way around. Yeah, but it, it must um, be nice for you to have each other, because you've always had each other. But now, I would imagine more than ever, particularly if you're separated from family members, other family members. Um, uh, it is, and I probably, I probably will. Uh, speaking of. Um, 
continuing with exploring like questions like um, are you ready to die for your country yeah this question was asked and probably like sense it there's something is coming that like that's your country that's your home your principles and everything and uh, and you know this the simplest thing you can do die for a country you know what's most complicated live for your country that means fight yeah for life protect your people protect your country protect yourself it's so complicated and at some point you're really kind of feeling like you know what i'm gonna run to my death so to speak just to end up this misery but no the strength is of us ukrainians that also we don't want to die even though a lot of been already killed and tortured and raped uh, and now still putting life on the line but living for your country is more complicated yes. more challenging and uh, it's definitely something that we don't want to do as ukrainians run it to our death so we stay strong we stay alive we fight for our choice not to live on our knee have you, have you both for have you lost friends or family members in this war yourself thanks god we didn't lose uh, lost uh, the family members but a lot of friends already have been killed was killed you see we can't imagine it you know living in london we have the odd terrorist attack or whatever but we can't imagine a war of the kind we had in world war ii where the german bombers were coming over and blitzing our homes that hasn't happened in the uk for 70 plus years to see it happen in a democratic European country like Ukraine is it's just surreal and to hear you say you've lost a number of friends already the war's only been going a few months and already it's impacting you personally in I a way that is everyone in Ukraine I guess I have uh, some message uh, to Great Britain for everyone mm. outside of the country to Europe, for Europe for all the world if someone seeing the war some far away from you, somewhere in Ukraine. And this war doesn't touch him personally, his biggest mistake. This war can touch everyone in the European continent. Mm. Ukraine is one of the largest countries in Europe. And instability in Ukraine can bring instability in the whole region. And uh, please don't forget, Ukraine have five nuclear plants. One of them, one of the biggest, uh, mm. you know, largest uh, nuclear plants in Ukraine was on fire. It will be explosions, be tragedy much bigger, times bigger than, than Chernobyl catastrophe. In this case, this war can touch personally everyone in the planet. What's been extraordinary has been the reaction from so many people around the world to Ukraine and Ukrainian people and the courage and the fortitude that you've been showing. You have a jar of pennies there, Vitaly, just on the desk. Yep. If you could just reach over and, and grab that for me, because I yep. wanted you to, to just explain what this jar I, is. Uh, listen, it's one of the stories, a uh, very touchful story. Um, our uh, sister city, Riga, sent the buses uh, to Kiev to help, and the mayor, uh, the mayor of uh, Riga told to everyone, the bus is empty, let's bring some stuff to Ukrainian um, uh, to Ukrainian people to help them. People bring some uh, sweet shirts, uh, food, medication. Uh, and one small boy, around six years old, uh, 
bring the, this glass for with the pennies, the uh, uh, small money, uh, and give the money to mayor of Riga and uh, say, I collect this money lifelong. It's life savings. Life savings. Age six. Uh, and I want to give this money to Ukrainian children. I give $100 uh, to the uh, foundation, but I want to give this money back to this boy when the war finished. Yeah. Small boy with big heart. Yes, it's a wonderful story. There's another story you tell which has a much sadder ending. You met a young boy, same age, at the station soon after the invasion, and he was crying for his mummy and daddy, and you were trying to console him. And then a woman came up to you and said, actually, both his parents are dead and we just haven't been able to tell him yet. That's got to be a gut-wrenching moment. Yeah, it's uh, very touchful. Uh, it was second, third week of, of the war. It's our train station was full. The people, uh, we tried to evacuate the people much safety place in Ukraine and break it full. In one corner, we... Uh, make for the children with the toys and children play there some small playground and i visiting checking everything is fine and see the small boy the crime there come to him give five don't worry everything is good ask uh, mom dad and don't worry any minutes your parents come in here and one more woman come to me and where, uh, uh, not so loud, tell me. Sorry. This child, this child don't know. He's alone. The parents was killed. Mm -hmm. And we're not allowed to tell him truth. How did, how, did, how did that make you feel that moment? Uh, as, a, as a father? I'm getting angry angry and I understand everyone everyone who want the people ask me in the street the people ask me Mr. Mayor give to other weapons we're ready to fight mm. and defending our children defending our homes I was brainwashed I didn't understand what was going on I really believed they were Nazis says that next, the Klitschko brothers have a firm message for Vladimir Putin. I mean, it's, it's complicated, I would imagine, for you about your feelings towards Russian people, Vladimir, because you have Russian blood, both of you. You grew up speaking Russian. I mean, do you hate the Russian people, or is your focus of anger towards Putin and the regime? I was brainwashed. I didn't understand what was going on. I really believed they were Nazis, and don't forget, the reasons have been changed. First, denazification, special operation, the fight against NATO, it's our land, uh, we historically rewrite it because it's our land, it, so there are always some new excuses, because none of them worked from the beginning to is, the end. Is Putin, for you, is he the new Hitler? 
people use that phrase a lot, but in his case, given what he's done, given the way Hitler invaded Poland and the way Putin's invaded Ukraine? I believe Nazi Germany and what Russia is doing in Ukraine with filtration camps, with destruction, with destruction of life and infrastructure and anything living in Ukraine, there are parallels with Nazi Germany. There are parallels. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Should the West be doing more than it's currently doing? Not just providing military, but some people think that NATO, the greatest military force in history, should actually attack Putin. It was a mistake to, be, uh, to take neutral status. And first point. Second point, uh, we have to be strong. The Russians accepted just strong position. They doesn't pay attention to weak people, weak politicians, weak decisions. And uh, regarding questions, uh, the West uh, have to do it more? Yes. First point. Second point. West right now is too slowly. Long discussion about defensive weapon. I want to tell defensive weapon because we defend our country. We need the help. Uh, Nord Stream 2. Long, long discussion about that, that def but definitely take decision. It's too slow. Has Europe been too naive in allowing itself to become too reliant on Russia and Putin for its energy resource? Has it allowed Putin now to use that as a, a blackmail weapon? Russians use any leverage to make us weak and they stronger. What, what is your, what is your, it's fascinating to me that you grew up in a, in a family where communism was king. That was the belief. Everybody believed it strongly. And then the wool came off your eyes in a way, and you saw the reality by going to America and realized a lot of it was lies and propaganda. If Russian people are watching this interview, what, what's your direct message to them? It's, uh, I try to, I speak with many Russians, uh, very intelligent uh, people, good educated, but they truly believe in Russian government. Exactly the same question I give me in Second World War, how huge, so huge population Germany with uh, big culture plus with so, so many, with intelligence, uh, intelligence uh, people uh, make it getting crazy mm. in very short period of time. Somebody, I think it was Goebbels, the propaganda uh, architect of Nazis who said it's easy to get the people to do what you want you just have to make them scared that's the point and that's exactly and that was Joseph that, Goebbels and that's exactly that. with fear and being scared and it's not just about the Russian people what, what are you going to say to Russian people right now they're not going to listen to it right. they're not going to watch it because they, they will believe not understand it because it's in English yeah. it's not going to be translated forget about it but it's all fear, it's more to the free world, say, more than, than to the Russians. They are victims of the situation and they're scared to death yes. to say anything against the will of their government. So is, in a certain way, in the Western world, being afraid, scared, or coward.
I think a lot of the this is also. I think all, that... all Putin's had to do is say, if you do anything, I'll use my nuclear weapons. And it seems to me the West has gone. Oh no, no, no! We can't. We better be careful. We can't. And once Putin knows that the West has backed off because of that threat, why would he stop using that threat? He'll keep using that threat. You know, we have, we have, as a former fighters, we have a good saying which applies to everything because. Who is holding the weapons? A human. There is not a human on the other side. Mm. Weapons, meaning uh, economical side with gas and oil or, or nuclear uh, weapons or any other. They're human. Mm. So, bully the bully. That's the saying we have in boxing. Mm. You have an opponent wearing the gloves, and if you're going to let him do whatever he wants to do, he is really going to do whatever he wants to do. What's the Mike, Ty the Mike Tyson do. quote? Everyone has a plan. Everyone has a plan until he gets hit. Exactly. Right. And, and that's, it's pretty much applying and there are parallels. You have to bully the bully. If you always let to take a step back, you just make the bully stronger. And that's exactly what must be taken. Consequences, hard consequences for every action should be a reaction. Equal. How often do you talk to each other? Every day. Um, once a day, more? more? Uh, I didn't count. Uh, did you? Uh, no, every day. I mean, it's, you have a remarkably close relationship. I have two brothers. Um, I don't talk to them every day. But has your relationship become closer because of this war? Has it brought you even closer than you were? Mm, no, no. War doesn't uh, play any role in... Uh, Always from beginning, the two, the parents go to work and I have to care about uh, my small I, brother and uh, <laughs> I care about him to until say. today and uh, take responsibility. Also, right now he's so big enough to take responsibility. Uh, and your all, mother, all your, the brother. your mother always said she never wanted to see you fight against each other. And no, no, nowadays you don't say she said. There was family propaganda. <laughs> Don't fight each other. <laughs> Support each other. Did you ever fight like quietly? Have you ever had that little? No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, I was smart enough to realize, as a five year younger, uh, he was fifteen, I was ten. What's the chances? So I was waiting and waiting. If he, and waiting. I mean, if he were to right now, right now is uh, right now is a good idea to fight younger brother. He's too strong enough. <laughs> he looks his, his, his guns are pretty pumped there. So it's, you reckon you take him now if you finally? There is there is no reason. I mean, what is the reason? <laughs> Just you know, um, sibling it's, rivalry. It's, it, uh, you know, there is no rivalry. There is competition, healthy competition, uh, and more of uh, supporting of each other. You honest. both look very fit, but uh, Vitaly, I mean, you you work out every day. Does it help with the the mental pressures that you must be feeling? Helps the body, helps the spirit, mm. healthy mind, uh, healthy uh, mind. What do you both, when you think about the war ending, and it will end, we don't know when, I hope it ends very soon, but when it ends, what's the thing you're both most looking forward to when, when that day comes, when freedom comes? As mayor of Kiev, I ha we have a lot of plans to change our city. I enjoy my job uh, because it's huge responsibility, but uh, I change by myself, my hometown, my country. And I enjoy that to see the result. And people very appreciate to see the new schools, new preschools, new street, new parks, and they enjoy that. And uh, I 
enjoy that also if people happy to make people happy is is great privilege our plans to be successful it's best answer for our friends mm. and also for our enemy be successful and success of the country is a main priority frank sinatra in fact mike tyson actually has a poster of frank sinatra in his office in los angeles he showed me and it's sinatra's quote the best revenge is great success yeah it's true that seems to me what, what you're saying what about for you vladimir what do you most look forward to when this is when this is over I'll be very honest. Obviously, family and, and all the personal stuff, which shouldn't be public. But um, I would say that this war showed, as well as 30 years of being an athlete, that focus, agility, coordination, and endurance are important principles mm -hmm. in family life, in sport, in politics, and also in the war. These qualities we Ukrainians have, and we Ukrainians showing face to the challenge. And we, the free world, will stand together with Ukraine against this aggression and show that the good will always conquer the evil. Thank you both so much for your time. Uh, it's been a great honor to come to Kyiv and to see you both together. You're, you know, the, the world looks on with huge admiration. You're very inspiring, uh, like so many Ukrainians. And uh, we're all behind you. All decent people are behind you. And you should know that. And please, not only verbally, but <laughs> with everything else that already been done, but please more. We need it now. Yes. More. We need the support so, so, so much. Thank you for being here. Because we're fighting and defending not just our families and not our children. We're defending the same values what we have. Yeah. We're fighting for every one of you. You know what you're fighting for? Freedom and democracy, which are the most important things in the world. And that doesn't just stay in Ukraine, that applies everywhere. And it was the same in 1939, it's the same now. And I wish you every success in winning this war. I really do. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that's it for tonight, an extraordinary interview with two extraordinary people. And tomorrow night, I'll be sitting down with two more extraordinary people. President Vladimir Zelensky and his wife, the First Lady, Elena Zelenska. First Lady, is it true that he didn't tell you that he was going to run for president? Say it true, say it true. Uh, he forgot. <laughs> he forgot? You forgot to tell your wife you're running for president? Each day he was thinking, that is the day, that is the moment I should tell her, you know. I saw his New Year's address and found out he was actually running. Wait a minute, you found out on TV? Really? He was going to run. Mr. President, I'm, I wasn't laughing so much. This is your opportunity to apologize to your wife. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a remarkable interview with two remarkable people who are currently trying to lead their country through the biggest crisis it has ever faced. You won't want to miss this.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.